0: This, this is DC, bitches. I feel like
1: Donald Trump. Hey. I say what I want. Okay. I go where I want. You are in
2: The Swamp with Marcella Aberdeen and Karina Gutierrez. Hi, this is Marcella. And this is Karina.
3: And you're in The Swamp. Um, today we're in a special location. We're deep in the jungle swamp um and we're going to be talking about some really interesting things. We're starting we're kicking off our psychology series um and we're kicking it off with a really fascinating topic, affairs and the psychology of infidelity. So, we've brought some really special guests to talk to us about that. First of all, we have back our in-house therapist Dr. Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. Thanks for joining Happy us, Dr. Lena. Happy to be here um we have of course our fabulous Georgetown neighbor who
2: mystery mystery Georgetown
3: neighbor mystery Georgetown neighbor um <laughs> she's been married for a while so i think she's going to have some interesting things to probably weigh in on Wait this to topic chime in. um and of course kristen is with us kristen our fabulous audio technician who will chime in too i think if she has you know anyone free this is going to be a free for all so anyone who has anything to say of course can chime in but we're going to start off with swamp
2: some swamp tea so i think karina brought some interesting swamp tea this week okay so let's get into some swamp tea this weekend treasury secretary steve mnuchin 54 married 36 year old louise linton in a lavish wedding that took place here in the swamp this was the groom's third marriage and the bride's second The wedding was officiated by Vice President Mike Pence, and it was attended by the President and the First Lady, as well as White House advisors Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. So a little background on the bride. Uh, Louise Linton is a Scottish actress and producer. She studied journalism at Pepperdine University and later attended University of West LA Law School while pursuing an acting career. She met her future husband at a wedding reception in L.A. in 2013, and he popped the question two years later. Um, The newlyweds will settle down here in the swamp in a stylish $12 million home on Massachusetts Avenue. Uh, So the question for our studio audience (laughs) is, what advice do you have for Louise as she settles down in the swamp? As the new wife of a high-profile
0: swamp creature.
2: Dr. Alina, let's start with you.
0: The only thing I can say is have low, low expectations for uh, <laughs> for a long, happy marriage. And um, What does they say? Because they, they
3: say the equation is expecta- happiness equals expectations minus reality. I
0: mean, yeah. I mean, Elsa, how old is he now, Karina? You, 55. You 55. 55. 54. Okay, 54. Oh, four. So he's getting older.
2: She's 36,
0: you so know. there's an 18 yeah. year difference. So you know, it could it could be an, you know he could be getting older and slower and more tired, <laughs> and he may not have more energy to you know trade in th- for a newer model. So I think you so know, you so think I think the odds are higher the odds, <laughs> are higher. the odds are higher for no, though. Some of these men keep going. Yeah, than the previous two, you know. So good yeah, luck. he's good, good luck to her, but.
3: Two times before.
0: Yeah, I think she has the best chance. But um, good luck to her. Um, She has the best chance. Third time's a charm. Godspeed, too. Can we
3: just talk about the wedding a little bit? Because it was a a star-studded swamp affair. Sean Spicer and his wife were there. Sean
2: Spicer, HUD secretary, Ben Carson. (laughs) All the characters. Commerce secretary, Wilbur Ross. Even former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, was spotted. So it was quite the swamp turnout.
0: It was a bunch of characters. Yeah. Sounds like a Vanity Fair Oscar party to me. I don't know. So
2: she's stepping into kind of a crazy world. Um, Can you give us, you know, any thoughts on that? Any advice that you would convey to her as she prepares for this new life in the swamp?
0: Well, again, you know, I don't I don't know these people. But from what my experience with this type of thing is that she's just got to continue to look hot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. keep up her spinning classes. I'm sure she does SoulCycle. Yeah, and, there's uh, nothing wrong yeah. with cycle. No, <laughs> I, know. I know. Look at me. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm spinning every day. Um, no, I just think, you know, Again, I don't know much about him, but he has a lot of money. He has a lot of power. He comes from a family of money. He's probably used to, you know, he's kind of like a Trump. He's used to getting everything his way and having trophies. And and again, I don't, I can't judge him without knowing him. But
2: he's on wife number three, just like I his think, boss. Yeah,
0: I feel like she kind of knows what she signed up for. I don't. I feel like you don't go into that without knowing kind of what well, you're getting know, into. What do you, what do you think, she's, you neighbor? Know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's you said from L.A. She's from L.A. So that's a world of a difference between here and L.A. And I can tell you for a fact already, people are kind of like um, women are being a little bit catty towards her. Um, so it's it's she's the, it,
3: George, our neighbor. Do you have some inside knowledge here?
1: Just a little. <laughs> what can you tell her? Well not much that is that she's she's not looked upon as a very like, you know she's not looked upon as somebody who can add value to this, you know, kind of um community and society. She's just like a pretty face. And in my my humble opinion not that pretty, but anyway, <laughs> it's just uh, shade. shade. And the claws the came shade. out. Yeah, so it's it's she she's she's you know she's not taken seriously basically.
3: Well, I was going to say, too, touching on the fact that she's an actress, like, it's kind of boring, D.C., compared to... I mean, if you come from L.A. Mm -hmm. or you come from sort of the Hollywood world and you're kind of used to that kind of creative Mm -hmm. scene and industry, D.C. is a change of pace, so we'll see if she
0: can... And intimidating, because everybody here is so smart, really, if you think about it. It says
2: that she went to law school, but it doesn't say... If she graduated. New, yeah, it doesn't. I didn't. I couldn't find if she actually is a lawyer. If she has a law degree. So, um, so who knows? But I think uh, it's a small swamp, so she won't be able to hide. So <laughs> yeah, I hope good. that Georgetown no. you know, uh, neighbor will find my her. My advice uh-huh. is I hope that she does you know, reach out and try to get to know people in the swamp and um, maybe she can try and turn around the bad
1: reputation that she's already gotten poor lady. I just kind of feel sorry for her again. God, I'm just it's such a vicious a, swamp. I know, and I'm such a generous person feeling sorry for everybody. You <laughs> <I> know. Know. <laughs> You're one of a kind. Ivanka. And
3: okay, speaking so. of Ivanka, her husband recently. Um, yes. We recently heard his voice for the yeah. first time. The Washington
2: mm. Post headline was Jared Kushner finally spoke. <laughs> the internet can't stop mocking his voice. <laughs> so he gave a rare speech about how the Trump administration is working to modernize the federal government's technology system. And here, we have a clip. So we'll have us Oh, we'll
3: have her put a clip in.
1: Yeah. OK. Can you believe oh, I've not you, heard his voice yet? Oh, you, you have, it. Yes, oh, yeah. I have it. Right you guys it? right here. do me
0: a favor. You want yeah. me to press play? I have it right oh, here. Oh, you have it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have challenged ourselves to
3: pursue change that will provide utility to Americans far beyond our tenure here.
1: Oh, my god. Together, it sounds like his and voice is breaking.
0: ...and empower interagency teams to tackle our objectives. It's working, and it's very exciting.
3: We began by analyzing and auditing. auditing.
1: Oh my
0: god. It turns out
3: that federal agencies collectively operate 6,100
1: okay, data centers. The
0: Yeah. There we go. Yeah,
3: I mean he has a pretty awful voice. It's like really nerdy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like I said it's a mix between a total nerd and a bridge and tunnel kind of guy a lot of yeah. people
2: are calling it bridge and tunnel
0: yeah as Fair, one, I'm yeah. not a New York person
3: like why is his bridge and he sounded kind of New York well Does he's he sound from more Jersey New Jersey or yeah it's
2: more like Jersey
0: Jersey-ish kind of accent people but, from
2: Manhattan have that no accent English yeah right i guess but people american english of the city i feel
0: like they have accents but people from
2: manhattan tend to have that Mm -hmm. tv style no accent
0: but i mean women were really just i think surprised by hearing his voice because you know you saw his picture for so long and i think you know marcella and i we've we've studied the kushner boys and um by studying i mean read vanity fair articles (laughs) on them um but you know, I said Jared's not a bad-looking guy. His brother Josh to, is even better it's looking. Too soft, you know, soft yeah. look for yeah, me. Yeah, but not bad-looking, right? Like
1: he's not bad-looking. Yeah, but I have
3: to say, like before he became in the government, I thought he was like really good-looking, and his brother, I thought his brother was really cute too. But mm. now I swear, like I'm just gonna show you. I showed you guys this picture already today. Like he's mm. starting to look like Devil Spawn. It's like the Devil's advocate. Yeah, like is like he like an um,
2: angel
0: or is he a devil? No, I he feel can like since both. he's come in power, yeah. he's starting
3: to look like Hollow and Patrick Bateman from American. Yeah, like American. Yeah.
0: Psycho. well one of my uh, twitter friends you know had mentioned in her tweet which i thought was really funny that um you know hearing jared's voice was the for the first time was like a magic pill that would erase her sex drive so
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well that's the voice ivanka fell in love with oh so. my god
1: i i just oh my god i just imagine something
2: yeah
1: that i oh my god yeah,
3: yeah. I guess okay. They're both kind of robotic, though, so I guess that's they're That's what good, I said. Yeah, and I guess they're a good match. Yeah. My
0: friend and I, we got into this thing, and I said, well, you know, I think Ivanka's kind of robotic and unemotional, so maybe it works for her. And yeah. she said, yeah, you kind of need messy hair for passion. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ivanka never has messy hair.
3: Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. them having passion. Well, speaking of passion, mm-hmm. let's get into our main topic, which get is into it. affairs and psychology of infidelity. <laughs> Oh with
1: this
0: of all, how do you even define infidelity, Dr. Lena? Yes. So um, historically, infidelity was just defined as somebody having sex outside of their committed relationship or marriage. But what we're seeing um, recently, researchers, therapists are now defining three different types of infidelities. Um, One is what they would call sexual infidelity, which is just pure sex. Um, The second type is romantic infidelity. I refer to that in my practice, as an emotional affair, as I'm sure you guys have heard that term before, and that would be um, actually without any sex or physical contact. An emotional affair could just be like you know you're in love with somebody else, and you're you're trading you know love texts or whatever it is, um, but without the physical component. What's a love text? <laughs>
1: I is that really, a text?
0: You know, it Yeah, Not speaking from personal experience, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I think I would imagine, yeah, something like, I really wish we could be together, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, where you're actually saying your feelings, because I'm sure there's people who may. Marcella, I'm sure you've gotten some love texts before. (laughs) love texts are. But yeah, I mean, I think there's people, again, we're saying, like, maybe uh, it's normal. Somebody may have feelings for someone else, but to actually profess and be trading back and forth, you know, a real strong emotional connection, that would be considered an emotional affair. And then third, the most deadly one is the combo of the two, which is uh, an emotional and sexual affair. So, um, but I would argue too, now that we're seeing um, the emergence more of technology, and this is again, I say we can define affairs as is, you know, whatever seems appropriate to our own personal relationship. Some people may define cheating as their partner looking at porn. I was telling Marcella earlier, I took a sex therapy class. A couple months ago, and they were talking about sex robots, and or that prostitutes now are are having. What is a sex
3: robot? Is they're really
0: dildo? (laughs) No, it is a full-on like. Looks like a person, but it's a robot, and what? like, yeah, and you can actually have sex with these so, robots, like emotionless oh with yes. a robot. Yes, yes, and they yeah, cost, I think, I think, just they... another episode. So, to, 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 like, I can can know, I'll a whole, about, other, I'll like a whole yeah, episode, yeah, we'll do on a whole sex other, robot. yeah. Oh sex robot. But you know, there's also prostitution now that can just be online technology, and there are even, um, they're doing molds of people's genitals now that are supposed to be like the real thing. I learned this on Sex Therapy Glass. Well, I think the Japanese um, are leading that
1: charge, yeah,
0: it definitely is. <laughs> Things um, like that Japanese come I mean, up with these people are kinky.
1: yeah that, I have a lot of questions about yeah, sex so or we'll romance. go there
0: later but I mean just things for people to think about is well how do you define an affair and what are you okay with Some people are maybe okay with their partner looking at porn some people may think about it as cheating so but the real classic sort of three affairs are the ones I talked about um, that, that's how the my community would define them
3: So how does that how does it happen typically you know how do people have why do well let's start with how? How? Like, how yeah. does one fall in Yeah,
0: an affair? Well, I guess how and why. Yeah, so how we want to look at, well, I guess they kind of both go together, but how does an affair happen? Well, you know, I think Georgetown Neighbor and I were kind of discussing this. Georgetown Neighbor and I, full disclosure, we've both been, we're, we're both married, mm-hmm. and um, we both have young children. And so, yes. you know, we can say that there are, three phases of uh, love, and th- these are all tied to the, the brain. So uh, my favorite anthrop- anthropologist researcher, Helen Fisher, says that there are three parts of the brain that are attached to love. We have one, sexual desire. I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. Two, romantic love. And three, partner attachment. So Sexual desire is again a biological, evolutionary thing that makes us attract sexually attracted to multiple people, right? So we can, and that's um, that could just be like you're walking down the street and you could, you know, see like several attractive people and be like, yeah, I could have sex with them, um, but without there being any attachment to it whatsoever romantic love is actually, um, it's, you know, they say it's a completely like chemical neurotransmitter dopamine kind of thing where the, the thought is that you have that to bond you to one person. And so again, this is all to procreate ultimately, right? So the romantic love makes you obsessed with someone. So they say the highs are high, the lows are low. When things are going great, they're wonderful, you can't stop thinking about the person. You you can look at this as an obsession. And this is typically lasts, you know, maybe on average a year. And that kind of gets you through to... That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, the, the real high highs, <laughs> but this can go on for, you know, three... They have the three-year to 7 year yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you th- think about all the songs, the poetry about romantic love, right? It's like you can't get enough with a person. It's not just about sex. Romantic love is you want to hear their voice. You want to talk to them all the time. You see your phone light up with a text from them and you get really excited. You don't hear from them for a few days and you get really depressed. So we have that. And that's, you know, they'll also say the sexual part of that is that's the part of the relationship where people are having sex multiple times a day and it's really exciting. And then um, slowly you move into what they call partner attachment, which some people think it sounds kind of boring, um, but this is where kind of mature, deeper love comes in. And this is, you know, this is the part where it's not as exciting. You may start it's to see the least the, exciting. Yeah, all yeah, three. yeah, yeah, <laughs> You see the flaws in your partner. Um, things become, you know, more mundane. They're not the exciting person that they once were, and that is also. But the the but you still feel a very deep attachment. And Helen Fisher says again, the purpose for this is to sort of see you through at least the infancy of one child, meaning that. Again, we're looking at this from a perspective that this is we're all wired to procreate. So this is what's happening. Right. So um how does an affair happen? Well, we can look at it um, from two ways. So, again, I'm citing Helen's research. One is that affairs can, happy, can happen in happy marriages. This is the part I found most fascinating, it's because when Helen talks about those three parts of the brain that are wired for love, sex drive, romantic love and partner attachment, You can have, they're not connected. So I found this fascinating. She said, you could be lying in bed next to your partner who you've been married to for a long time and be obsessing about someone else in romantic love. So there's actually space in the brain for those two things. So you could actually be deeply attached to your partner and love them. And we're we're probably going to talk about this in some real life cases that we'll have later here. But then you can meet somebody who kind of makes you Really excited, or like the, the dopamine's hitting you, which is described like even taking like some cocaine, you know, it's just that same high. Yeah, and I mean, so, like quote
3: just to, um, yeah, oh, sorry, just to really quickly cut in from uh, it's from the article The Truth About Infidelity Why Researchers Say It's Time to Rethink Cheating and it's a psychologist Lucero Sullivan says M- monogamy fights our natural instincts we are drawn to people who are pr- pretty in some way who are appealing our brains light up our pupils dilate everything so it's kind of what you
0: were just mm-hmm. saying like yeah. i think
1: it's like you can't control that attraction mm-hmm. like that's that's you
0: can't choose it yeah. and know? that's so the brain of, again yeah. and that's you can't because it is your brain it is like your You know, that's why you hear people all the time say, I can't help how I feel. Mm -hmm. Because people sometimes, if they're attracted to someone else, they may not want to be. And they're trying to turn it off, but they can't. But they can't. Or sometimes we're attracted to the wrong people. We all know that, right? Like we've been attracted to a bad boy. Always. Always. Right. (laughs) And we don't want to be attracted to them. We don't want to be obsessed with them, but we are. So this kind of goes again to the, well, you can't help how we feel. But there's also a lot of research about how new and exciting things like they're, you know, MRIs of the brain show that, again, we're getting that, that rush, that dopamine, even when you get a new text message, it could be from anybody. But like they say, the addiction to smartphones, you get something new, something activates in your brain. And so um, what I also talk about, too, is I think there is a real inner conflict in all human beings. There one is the strong desire to be attached and have our attachments and stability. And that's sort of the monogamous parts Mm -hmm. of ourselves. And we are wired for that. I always tell people, you know, we're all, we're born out of a relationship between two people. And then we grow in a relationship with our mother. Everything is relational. We are birthed from another human being. So this is all really relational stuff. And, we can't survive without our mother we're actually literally feeding from our mother and we have to you know rely on our parents and so we're all hardwired for these type of attachments and and communities and we all really crave stability and safety and security but then there's that part of us and this is again going into sort of how do affairs happen there's this part of us that craves excitement and newness and You know, you may hear from someone, people don't want to stay at a job for too long. People don't want to stay in the same city for too long. Same thing as a relationship, right? You've been in something long enough, you get bored, and then a brand new shiny toy comes along. So what do you do?
2: So, yeah, so cheating, I mean, cheating happens. But what the research is also showing is that, you know, we don't like it. So there's Mm -hmm. a Gallup poll that came out last month on moral issues and it revealed that Americans are most likely to view birth control, divorce, and sex between unmarried people as morally acceptable. Um, At least two out of three people say that each of these is okay. But when it comes to extramarital affairs, fewer than one in five Americans say that this is morally acceptable. So why do you think there is such, such strong feelings about extramarital affairs and cheating?
3: Yeah, and just to add to that, I mean, just coming off this conversation we just had where like it's not necessarily even, you know, these feelings are in some ways t- tied to like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. why are we so harsh on things that aren't necessarily you know, maybe even in our nature.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I think, again, the question comes back to our human beings monogamous. I would say yes and no. Again, it's this inner conflict that we all have of wired to being in relationships, but also wired to be sexual beings who want something new and who are wired to procreate. So, but I am, you know, being understanding of that, but also human beings from an attachment perspective as we become very possessive. And so, especially when we're talking about marriage, think about it. You go, you stand in front of people and you take these vows and this, these vows in many cases. Yeah. I, where, did you have traditional vows, Georgetown we, neighbor? We, uh,
1: we not really. We had yeah. our own vows, yeah. basically. But they're along yeah. the lines, you know, they're to death. I actually yes. had,
0: I got married in the courthouse, but I had pretty traditional vows mm-hmm. of, you know, till death do us part of their sickness and in health kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then also when you have children you know uh, we also we take sex pretty seriously and, and we're possessive of our person and mm-hmm. i think for all of us the thought of somebody that we have sort of made this commitment to that we're building this life it you know it feels like the ultimate betrayal yeah. um even though there's you know we can have space to say that um that it, it could be a normal. We can't help how we feel. But I think, Marcel, you brought up earlier when we were discussing all this, where does self-control come in, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that, yeah. And also the aspects of, like, you know, we say we want these things to be so, like, true and committed and all these things. But when a survey, the survey that you showed me, how, like, 74% of men said they would cheat on their partner if they weren't caught, and 64% of women said they would mm-hmm. cheat on their partners if if, if they, they couldn't, were, get, caught. Get, yeah. couldn't yeah. get caught. So, yeah. how does that, it, are we being hypocritical here of ourselves? Yeah. And it's just, it, it sounds like it. Do yeah. we
3: need to, um,
1: is monogamy real? <laughs> yeah, but like, do we
3: need to sort of reform our constructs?
1: Because I also read that a
3: growing um, community of researchers, authors, and therapists now hazard that extramarital affairs don't have to be intolerable, but in some cases can strengthen a marriage, jolting spouses out mm-hmm. of bad or familiar habits. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um. So yeah, like, in, and also in our society, we yeah. see sexual infidelity as the worst thing. Why is it mm-hmm. the worst thing? Neglecting your children or being abusive isn't a isn't a worse thing. So right, right. Two of the, these things, which is like what the, mm-hmm. the statistics she just cited, which is that we're wait, all wait, wait, who just said so, it? Oh.
1: <laughs> Wait, so hold on. Oh, even okay, good, good one. I was like who? <laughs> uh,
3: uh,
2: George,
3: Georgetown neighbor just cited a statistic that hmm. um um you know that people are thinking about this all the time and then you have researchers saying, does it have to be the worst thing? So do we have to almost yeah. rework yeah we work our ideas of right relationships to make them more viable with reality
0: yeah well, I think that's a good question i we didn't mention also that a significant part of my practice is couples therapy so right I'm seeing lots of couples and in many cases I'm actually seeing individuals who have had an affair or are currently having one that have not told their partner so these are a lot of the scenarios that I'm seeing in my practice one of the things that I continue to hear from individuals and couples is nobody ever told me this would be so hard that mean being a long-term relationship and you know my mentor when I first started training in my couples therapy said intimate relationships are the hardest work you will ever do and I didn't really believe her but you know now that I've seen my practice I, I I do and the the heart of couples therapy is actually again back to um how affairs happen. Um, the the part that stems from unhappiness is that when people have been together for a long time, they start to take each other for granted. Um, we're living in a society now where you have you know a lot of the time two working people or children or just all this extra stuff going on where partners are two ships passing in a night. They're too tired to connect. They're snapping at each other. But you know when you're out of the romantic love phase, you stop paying attention as much and um, you stop nurturing the relationship and then you fall into really unhealthy patterns and so i think the quote you're talking about and what i see in my practice is people come to me to fall back into healthy patterns and you know what that is is really serious conscious intentional work every day and if you're not doing conscious intentional work every day um i give the example say that your husband doesn't compliment you anymore or he doesn't say anything nice to you and then you're at work and you have, you know, they they have the term now work husbands and, you know, you're at a law firm yeah. and you're working and your work husband is really interested in everything you have to say and, and, you know, makes comments about your appearance and you looking good. And all of a sudden you're getting that attention again. You're not getting it at home. You can see sort of whether or not people act on it, how people can kind of fall into this. Well, mm-hmm. I married the wrong person. If only I had married Sean or, you know, whoever, my life would be so much happier. But again, where we go back to what happens when we fall of romantic love, you can go grass is greener on the other side. And what may happen to you with that new person is exactly the same thing that happened to you with the first, which is why, you know, back to Mnuchin, two, three for marriage. i
1: think like men mm. hardly ever leave their wives mm. when they do cheat because mm-hmm. they want that little excitement mm. they, don't yeah. the mm-hmm. they don't want to break up the family they don't want they and they like not only men and women as well there's something in the back of their mind i think that would tell them you know you've done this before and this is where you are now with your marriage and if you do take that step with this you know the person mm-hmm. you're cheating with, it's going to happen all over again. Mm-hmm. So just let let it be yeah. shy, bright, shiny, and new, and mm-hmm. just don't yeah. ever take that step.
0: And yeah. I, there's statistics, I can't tell you exactly what they are right now, but that um, women are much more likely to fall in love in affairs than men. And men, are. it's a very, very rare circumstance that they leave their current wife for another woman mm-hmm. very very rare that that actually happens yeah. statistically yeah let's talk you Hear that more. ladies yeah. <laughs> Whoever's listening, they will not leave <laughs> they're not gonna leave for you girl yeah. well so, it's that movie he's so just was, not that into you like, the let's exception
2: not the rule. yeah about the difference between men and women because especially to tie it back to the swamp we always hear about the men who were cheating, the high-profile men in the swamp who are cheating on their wives. So there are so many examples. JFK and Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. Anthony Weiner, John our Edwards. Our current president. Right, our oh, yeah. current president. That's Also had a high-profile affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of examples. Yeah. But earlier we were trying to brainstorm some high-profile women in the swamp or just in general, even. Or just yeah. in general. And the only one we could really think of, uh, of a, of a high-profile person who cheated on a high-profile spouse, was Kris Jenner, mm-hmm. who <laughs> cheated on Robert Kardashian. And they're not swamp creatures. Well, uh, but... Robert and
3: Oh, never mind. She cheated with Caitlyn, who is now Caitlyn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <know>. No, no, <laughs> she cheated.
2: It was a younger guy. Oh, was it? With yeah, it was it a was... younger guy. Oh, okay. She was she a mother of four at the time. And I think she was in her early 30s. Didn't and she, she cheat was... with
0: Bruce, too, or no?
2: Yeah. Um, she Did she cheat on Robert yeah, Kardashian? With with, I think Bruce, I don't know. I think Bruce might have come later, but they got a divorce because of the younger guy. Oh, okay. Got Honestly, it. I yeah. could see, like, a
3: Kris Jenner type, though. I mean, this might just be, like, pseudo-psychology, but she's super, like, like she's a manipulator. She's a, what's that? She's like
2: masculine energy. Yeah. Yeah, And she's also,
3: I feel like, I mean, she's the one who orchestrated the whole Kardashian fame. Like, I feel like she's always kind of, everything is very manipulative to her. And like, you know, her, the Kardashian lawyer was not the hottest shot in the thing. Mm -hmm. She's probably like, let's see what else. Right.
0: So you guys then are bringing up personality traits, which is a really good point. And there's a lot of research on personality traits and affairs. And, um, you know, more impulsive people, they say extroverts, are way more likely to cheat than introverts, which sounds pretty obvious. But, you know, there's more rigid people. So marry an introvert. More, yeah, like I have.
2: <laughs> yeah, how, come how come we're only
0: hearing about the men? I mean, you're, you've said Kristen that men an and women You know are what, though, as is interesting. In my practice, I see more women cheaters than men.
1: That's an interesting. Statistically.
0: Thing. Again, I'm the only person that might know about it. But that's the thing is that we're not. Um, I can't speak w- high profiles. You know, we can't. I can't really think besides Chris Jenner, like you said. But um, honestly, I
1: think it's not as prevalent, like or known, because I think a woman has a lot more to lose than a man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still mm-hmm. prosecuted more yeah. in the society if you're a mm-hmm. woman that cheats on her husband. Yeah. Because you're, mm-hmm. like, it's supposed to be your role to keep the mm-hmm. family together, and mm-hmm. you're breaking oh, up. Oh, yeah. So and that's why we don't hear as much, I think.
0: Also, I think the statistics we were looking at here is it's very common you're seeing these work affairs because that's where people are spending their time, right? That's where they're kind of meeting people. And so, um, you know, a lot of these affairs. Monica
2: Lewinsky was Bill Clinton's
0: <laughs> intern. Yeah. Yes. Well, Kristen had an interesting
3: example of a, yeah. of a woman... Um, it was the writer on Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. and she was married to a man. And then within six months, mm-hmm. one of the actresses on the show and her were together, mm-hmm. and she was a lesbian all of a sudden. And then she, they were married, like, within a year. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. That yeah. That's another... <laughs> it,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Not mean... to add
1: another element of complication.
3: Yeah, yeah there's exactly. another... There we go, another... like Sexual
0: fluidity. Actually, you're seeing this with... Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, you know, the whole book of Eat, Pray, Love was she uh, left her husband, divorced her husband and went on this, you know, I didn't actually finish reading the book. But um, she went on this, if someone else has, fill in the blanks, but she went on this journey and then met this other guy who she fell in love with and she remarried. Well, recently she left him and is now with a woman. Um Glennon Doyle Melton, who is a famous mom blogger who also wrote these books, Love Warrior, about infidelity, about her husband's infidelity. Um, She now is married to a female pro soccer player, I think. So um, you're seeing what, you know, I see sometimes, too, is with like a lot of women have bad relationships with men and sometimes they go to women because it feels safer or, you know, there's different theories about um can sexuality change throughout life Were these people always bisexual i think there's a spectrum of sexuality so there's some people who are totally straight and they can't even imagine there's some people who are like yeah you know some some women we know or maybe even ourselves yeah i could kiss a girl you know they, so you kind of look at kind of the spectrum of hell no i don't want to go near anyone of the same sex versus like other the other spectrum. But again, that could be about falling in love as well. And so, does love have a gender? I don't know. That's a deeper question. Yeah, I mean, I think also the point is what, w-
3: women are doing this too and there's mm-hmm. high-profile women that are, you yeah. know, leaving men for women and yeah. then, and
0: um, the statistics are pretty even again just looking at the statistics of affairs. Georgetown neighbor, you know, mentioned that they they asked this in this poll would you have an affair if you if you knew you wouldn't get caught 74% of men said yes and 68% of women said yes that's pretty close hmm. um yeah. per you Maybe know the
2: women just aren't getting caught i mean because when you think about infidelity mm-hmm. and the swamp you think about politicians and high powered men in reckless situations mm-hmm. that yeah. Completely put their careers and their families in jeopardy. Right. What drives these men to do that? Is that some sort of manly ego? Mm -hmm.
3: And yeah, just to get into like a famous example, we were laughing about it Mm -hmm. earlier. Mark Sanford, (laughs) who was the governor of South
2: Carolina,
3: he was governor that guy. Yeah, 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 and he literally went missing, and nobody knew where he was, and they said he was like hiking the Mm -hmm. Appalachia Trail, like. And then it just turned out he was in Buenos Aires visiting his mistress, and he literally put his career,
1: um, mm-hmm.
3: well, like, you know, for all of that yeah. on the line for, like, for this situation. And he ended up having to, like, resign and obviously, you know.
1: Well, that's not the first example I can think of. This is just um, the King of England basically threw it all away for Mrs. Wallace. Oh, that's
2: right. For Wallace like, Simpson. Yeah, Wallace yeah, Simpson.
1: Like she, right. you know, he he had a choice. They're like either you, you know. And she was a married woman at the time and it was, you know, or divorced, I think. I think One she of those was two. Was
2: divorced. I think that's why he couldn't marry her. Why he her, couldn't marry right? her.
1: Yeah. So that Well, was But it that's a, really rare. That's ah, like the okay. exception.
0: <laughs> More fa- Princess Diana, right? Was yeah. having an affair. With, Dodie. With oh, Do- right. yeah. And, and well, Prince marriage. Charles was apparently having an affair as well, right, with uh, the woman he's new? From the get-go. With Camilla. Yeah. With Camilla. Camilla. He sold, the, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you're seeing... So there's a good example, actually, of a male and female. People also
2: say it's rumored that Jackie Kennedy, for example, there was there were stories of her out on Gianni Agnelli's boat Mm -hmm. or his uh, his yacht while Mm -hmm. JFK was in the White Mm -hmm. House.
0: Well, again, you know, you could look at some people like to look at testosterone. It's like as women, you know, we just don't have that. You know, we're not as I think rabidly sexual as men are you know that are so driven by it in some ways i think i don't know i know some women yeah there are some women <laughs> like, like but yeah, you it's... know even again looking at the psychology of male men and women and sex and relationships mm-hmm. is that you know you can even look at this it's a great book it's very cheesy and cliched men are from mars women are from venus there's a lot of truth in this book that men when they are initially attracted to someone it's all about looks at first and they they're their program, they want to hunt, they want to pursue, you know, um, women now they actually attraction grows for them when they get to know somebody's personality. Mm-hmm. So you may hear a lot of women say, and I, I, this is true for me. I love a man that could make me laugh, you know, like that to me was uh, so attractive. It wasn't really about looks. It was like, if a guy could make me laugh or if a guy was really, you know, smart or kind or witty or something like that, to me, like, as I would grow to see that, that would become more attractive to me. Whereas men are like, they see the hottest trophy in town and like, that's where they're, that's where they are I feel like as I'm
1: getting older, that's Kind of like the laughter and the funny and it's not so much important as like the pecs and the hair mm. and the looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm turning into yeah. a bit of a cougar actually. <laughs> but mental give away yeah. my age, but. Yeah. But the men, they actually do need the emotional attachment as well and that's why they say like they need something more than just good looks to hold them if they're going to have a long term yeah. relationship. But I mean the people are like Bill Clinton to me is a classic case. Again, not to diagnose him, but like the <laughs> The traits of narcissism there are just—I mean, what he was doing with Monica in the Oval Office, like that, just takes some oh, yeah. real, you know, yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no pun big, big, yeah. To <laughs> or be or even to Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Anthony Weiner. I, think anyway, no. well, I, I mean, mean, all these people. There's just like this um, totally narcissism, omnipotence. I can, I, you know, think I can. What Summer was saying too, like women are more censured mm-hmm. for
1: say that again whatsoever. oh
3: god sorry <laughs> georgetown neighbor and what georgetown neighbor was saying earlier women are more censured for doing these things i think with men it's like they do it and you're like oh dirty dog mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like men will be yeah. you know where w- mm-hmm. women do face more mm-hmm. um, and they're ostracized but yeah. they're
1: women yeah. as well yeah like the, it's not like okay so a man you're like you dog did yeah. you like hit that your score mm-hmm. for women it's like you slut yeah. you know mm-hmm. you and yeah. i mean that's
0: you know, yeah yeah and it's women generally have more empathy they have a lot more emotional maturity in most cases if you're looking at you know families where women have had children again the ex- uh, Georgetown neighbor can speak to this as well the experience of carrying a child raising a child that grounds you you don't leave yes. your child for anything I wow. mean there are mothers that do but it's much more common that a father would because would. Exactly. they don't have that same attachment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've um, seen it over and over again yeah. where
1: it's you you just it, it's a given like that the mother would have the children mm-hmm. and not the father not not to say like you know fathers won't be great parents yeah. single parents but yeah. at the same time you know that's
0: and i do know fathers who are single parents and the the mother does not have custody of the children and that but that's a you know more in a rare, yeah, situation, a rare situation but again it's like women are generally have more empathy more emotional maturity are more grounded are more willing to keep the family together whereas men i think So there are
3: personality types, too, though, because I feel like there's men like Donald Trump, who he was married to Ivana, who was a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. She was very she was helping him build his empire. Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of discarded her for Marla, who Mm -hmm. was like 20. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Marla and then he has Melania now. But I feel like there's different value sets as well, because I feel like there are. You know, is that something to do with it, too? Is that like a value personality?
0: Yeah, personality value. You know, I say we are all uh, we are all a mix of nature and nurture. And, you know, we are born with certain personality traits and certain ways of being in the world and the environment like helps shape that. But there are just some people who who are inherently loyal people. You know, we've talked about that. Um, there are some people that, you know, actually have a lower sex drive. So if you think about somebody who's more of a lower sex drive is not as interested in sex, they're probably not going to be predisposed to cheat. But, yeah, there's there's values, there's personality traits, again, looking at extroversion versus introversion, impulsivity and recklessness versus people who don't like change very much. You know, like you have these are all personality traits and value systems and that contribute.
1: You you once mentioned mm-hmm. that there's something some people are hardwired Mm-hmm. To, to yeah to well, cheat or whatever yeah is, well there's actually.
0: interesting so the some of the new stuff coming out now they think there may be even a gene that is linked to cheating oh so there's like I, know, a, I feel like this is going to give people oh a pass God. to be like no, I have that gene okay so let's 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 go there though okay so what yeah What I want to say though is that you are not totally you know there is temptation everywhere, people, right? But you have a choice, and you yes. have self control. And it's what do you do with this information? How do you prevent an affair? You know, that's a good question. Is what if you do find yourself attracted to somebody and you're in a committed relationship? Like, you know, I, I would throw it out to you guys. What do you think? Some things <laughs> you might do as a form of self control. You know, because it maybe isn't an excuse. Yeah, Maybe you may be more predisposed more wired to doing things but it doesn't mean you have to do it stay away from alcohol is my first advice (laughs) stay away from alcohol in dark rooms with someone you're attracted to like
3: some people are better at like resisting temptation yeah oh totally that is i think everyone feels it but some people are probably just better than others yeah
0: it's like discipline right it's like Mm -hmm. people who have a hard time Dieting, like look at this cake in front of me. Like I really wanted to say no to this cake tonight, and oh I my didn't. Oh what does that I say have- about me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you,
1: fuck that, yeah. fuck that. Basically, let's yeah, just go yeah, for the cake. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so for some
2: people, it is like an addiction, but mm-hmm. that also brings in uh, some questions about the behavior of the spouses, because some people have accused. I don't know if you guys remember this, but some people were accusing Hillary of enabling Mm -hmm. her husband's behavior because mm, she would attack the women who would come out as his um, accusers. And you even saw this, uh, this past election cycle with Melania Trump Mm -hmm. who, who defended her husband when he said some pretty, you know, some pretty
1: awful things
2: about women. So mm-hmm. I, what are I guess, your thoughts? Uh, I,
1: I think yeah. about that specifically. I think they're mm-hmm. in the public position and they are they they have a lot to lose. So that's, that's why they probably would do that. But if it was not, if that wasn't the case, if Hillary was not like running for office or had, you know, political aspirations, I think she would probably kick his ass out to the curb and not put up with that kind of, you know, shit. But I mean again, who knows, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with s-
2: aspirations are probably a big yeah. part of it there. I agree with Georgetown neighbor.
3: <laughs> um like I think that with hillary it really was like so much like you know just like i need to get to the top and i'm gonna make this work no matter what yeah
0: yeah and this actually became a twitter war um on on feminism like with hillary and these two camps of like defending her for staying with him versus feminism saying like why would you stay with somebody who kind of humiliated you
2: do you see that that? a lot in your office women who almost enable this behavior by not confronting it or mm-hmm. you know, maybe they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to mm-hmm. confront it. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to leave. You they know don't... what
0: I do see commonly when, what, what I would call like enabling behavior is actually not among, amongst married people, but single people in the age of, uh, apps like Tinder and whatever else is happening now, um, that what's going on is that there's so much choice. And so what you're seeing is there's a lot of, you know, men dating multiple women and saying, you know, I don't need to be exclusive with you. And then women feeling really bad about that, but still drunk texting them, for example, um, you know, and still wanting to see them knowing and wanting a relationship with them, knowing that these men are not, com- you know, committed to them. And, uh, you know, I say to them, well, you know, the reason why men kind of act this way. Right. And they say, why? I said, well, because you, you let them. So what, what would happen if all of a sudden you stopped sleeping with guys, you know, like on the first, second date who you, you know, that you wanted something serious with, they didn't want something serious with you. I don't know what would happen. Would so they I guess be able that to-
1: goes into the rules of, of yeah dating. i mean dating. of rules of, of yeah how to i conduct, mean,
0: you know and if you're fine with that well, that's no, cool you if have that's to kind cool. of demand yeah.
1: how you want to be treated. yeah yeah you
0: that's tell right. one of my good friends that's her favorite quote is you teach people how to treat you
1: and um, also here's another quote yeah. when somebody tells you who they are believe, believe them. them like that's right. and that is a that golden is, rule in my life i know so, does, somebody, does that apply to cheating
3: do you yeah, think? Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, okay, does that apply to cheating but then I
3: have this thing where you know where we talked about it could be a jumpstart for your relationship and a lot of psychologists are saying work through this Mm -hmm. so it's totally
0: possible in my field we you know um, we work through affairs all the time with couples and again it's like going back to the thing well a lot of these affairs um, I can't get into specific details of cases for ethics reasons but if you hear some of these stories they really do make sense to be very very vague like for example um, you know a male I worked with was having affairs, uh, his partner, multiple affairs, his partner was, uh, you know, verbally and emotionally abusive, um, made him feel like total crap. And, you know, there were so much more deeper things going on again. I won't get into them, but there were Many deep, sad kind of things that contributed to this where you could sort of see he was starting to seek validation. And again, these affairs he was having were very meaningless, no attachment, but seeking validation for things that had happened in the past, for example, and, you know, maybe like verbally, verbal and emotional abuse at home. My
1: question to that is he couldn't have gone counseling with his wife. To seek Mm -hmm. solutions as opposed Mm -hmm. to
0: sleeping around. Yeah, and this is the thing is that, again, I can't get into specifics. I think if people knew the very raw details of the story, it would, you know, it would be easy to see. Mm -hmm. But um, that's the problem is people don't have these skills. And that's, you know, and and unfortunately they come, you know, when things have already happened. If we were in a perfect world and people were like, oh, I can see myself... I I need validation. Like, I think especially men, this goes into the psychology of men, how they cannot, um, a lot of men don't even know what they are feeling because from little boys, they're told, you know, don't feel, a lot of men don't know. Like, they will come in and they they weren't even aware that they were seeking validation Mm -hmm. for someone else. And, you know, but that's a whole other topic. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, just Mm -hmm.
3: to wrap it up in terms Mm -hmm. of like strategies strategies for preventing affairs or strategies Mm -hmm. for moving forward once Mm -hmm. an affair occurs like what what would you what's some advice you give because although we you know we talked about earlier how some of these things are like you know it's natural to look at other women and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and sometimes feelings sometimes have feelings that could be normal too if you feel sort of a Uh deficiency in your relationship Mm -hmm. and you're not even so like what what is um what what is some advice that you would give
0: Prevention advice is just um, get really clear about what your boundaries are, get really clear about what you would lose if you were to, you know, fall into a situation that could, you know, be potentially troublesome. And, the, again, the boundaries, I kind of made a joke about it, but it's kind of true, is, like, avoid late nights at the office with that person. Avoid, you know, going out drinking with Swap that person. specific advice right Yeah, there. I mean, you know, alcohol and dark rooms and things like that are never, you know, th- those are a temptation Lena, central. what did you say
3: about alcohol, dark rooms, and some music playing and... A certain right. and a certain
0: actor oh alexander skarsgård yeah i mean it was uh oh God, Georgetown neighbor that's, and i that's were saying asking you know, the impossible yeah there. i mean like say you, you know you have you have an extremely attractive man and you have uh, some margaritas in a dark room and you know some i don't think i even need margaritas right? yeah I, mean, I just it'll just happen yeah i mean that's that's you know those are troublesome recipes there um, do you
1: even need like a dark room and liquor
0: anymore when you have like Instagram? i do they really not have a dark room with oh one yeah uh, well that's why a lot of a lot of Facebook. affairs yeah. a lot of affairs are happening now because of Facebook because yeah. people are reconnecting with like oh I went to high school with that person and you hear this all the time actually um, you know the technology and things mm-hmm. like that and that you know maybe is like some kind of emotional affair um, coming from that you know I connected with this person I went to high school with uh, okay so know each other.
2: since you brought up mm-hmm. social media so final thoughts I have a quote here mm-hmm. from. The CEO of AshleyMadison.com, which we all know is a dating site for people looking for extramarital affairs. Uh, So the CEO, (laughs) Noel Biederman, said, Living in D.C., it's crucial to keep up appearances. And therefore, adultery has become a way of life for many of the city's most powerful residents. What are your final thoughts on this, Dr. Alina?
0: On adultery? In, because, in the swamp, in the as, swamp. A, as a
2: way of life yeah. for I mean, many of the city's most powerful residents. I
0: agree with it. I mean, we live in... This is like the most scandalous city in the country, I think. You know, in <laughs> terms of... I mean, probably New York, too. But you looked at all the clientele. You know, a lot of these people, again, are They're egos. I and again, yeah. You egos. know, I think you have to look at what types of people are drawn to positions of power, right? People who are on the more narcissistic spectrum with egos, again, these personality traits that crave spotlight, that crave adoration and power and change and excitement, right? So you have all the, and really smart people too, you have all these people kind of concentrated here in the swamp. And so it makes sense that you may have,
1: well, uh-huh, I, uh, ladies guard your men. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody to guard the women. men. Men guard your what ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna guard Chico because <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Gri- guard actually, your dogs. Like guard women women outnumber friend.
0: men in yeah. <laughs> D.C. So hide your wife. Hide and I just kids. wanted to add some advice for people who may be listening that may want to repair an affair. Is that there's many. Um, Excellent couples therapists who can help you do that, and again, look at the patterns that we're contributing to. Uh, you know, as a as a as a chance to rebirth and actually put the time, attention, nurturing into your relationship, and make sure that it, you know it, it doesn't happen again, because you can have a much more profound, um, deep, and loving relationship after an affair. We see this all the time. So all hope is not lost for those who were looking to move forward from one. Thank you.
3: Awesome. Thank you all for joining us as usual. Georgetown neighbor, Kristen, our wonderful Dr. Lena. This is very informative and just the first in our series, as I mentioned, of our our psychology. Um, We're going to have a psychology series. We're going to talk about toxic masculinity. We're going to talk about emotional labor. So some really interesting topics upcoming.
2: So, don't forget to follow us on social media as well. We are at The Swamp Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and at The Swamp DC on Facebook. So, we'll look for you there. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I
3: feel
1: like Donald Trump, I say what I want.